I'm Carrington Vanston. I'm Mike McGinnis. And this is No Quarter, the classic arcade podcast. Isn't it, Mike? Indeed Isn't it? Is, Isn't it? Admit yes. it. Why won't you admit it? Well, I won't admit it, but Mikey Eyelashes would if he were here. <laughs> yes, he would, but you know that guy. He'll admit anything. I killed him and buried him in the backyard. Oh, well, everybody knew Mikey Eyelashes would one day end up that way. It was the name. It was inevitable. It was inevitable. So what's new, Mike Aru? We, well, we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about today. Well, you got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. You went and did a whole bunch of, of work, and I did nothing. Yeah. So we'll just talk about your notes. Research and fun stuff like that. <laughs> By the way, listeners, if this stuff bothers you, you just want to hear us talk about the game, let us know, and we won't talk about the stuff anymore. Maybe. Or maybe well, we don't care what our listeners think. <laughs> No, we probably do. <laughs> so what, sh what shall we begin with? There's lots of news and stuff. I'd like to start out with an apology to Ultra Magnus on Twitter. Last week I called him Ultravox. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Come on, that's kind of funny, though. Yeah, it is. But, um, I told him I would apologize, so there you go. <laughs> the apology has been sent out. I still think it's funny. Yeah, Ultra Magnus is awesome, though. So Cool. And what else? What else have we got? Dr. Quest. Mm -hmm. uh, on Twitter, mentioned us to It's Just Us cast, a different podcast. He said that they should listen to us and, and that we're a fun show. So uh, thank oh, you, thank Chris. thank you, Chris. Yeah, that was nice of him to promote us. I appreciate that. And you know what? The It's Just Us cast should listen to us. We are entertaining. Are we? <laughs> we are. I, I'm a big fan of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because we're here every week. So, Well, we may, we may be here, but part of you is going away, right? One of your accounts? Yeah, a little bit. Way back when, in the dark ages of this podcast, about six or eight months ago, I mentioned that you should follow me at using the at computist account on Twitter. Don't do that anymore. It's, <laughs> it's going away. If you want to follow me, just me and my tech stuff, uh, you can use the at 6502lane handle on Twitter. Or if you want to follow us, then it's at no quarter show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to follow Carrington, well, I don't know why you want to do that. So. <laughs> I am just at Carrington. There you go. Yeah, so at Computist is going away. That's, you know, for me, that's kind of good because I've never known which of those Twitter accounts is the one I'm supposed to like really look at and stuff. So I just subscribe. I just followed both and figured I'll keep up that way. So, so to be clear, so it's 6502 lane going forward is you. Computist was my original handle way back when, when I first signed up for Twitter and it sort of got filled with whatever I signed up for and the, the tweets were all over the place and I complain a lot on that one. So um, <laughs> it's a good handle though. There's a whole bunch of bitching and complaining. Yeah. Maybe I'll hold an auction. Yeah. Do it. I'll trade it for a fix it. Felix cabinet. Or something. Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Carrington. Yes, Mike. I want to play driving games. I'll let you play driving games, but what kind of controller would you use? That's what I don't know. <laughs> I'd like suggestions for a wheel controller that I can use with MAME. If anyone say, has one. say wheel again. Wheel. <laughs> People should just give you a controller because you say it funny. <laughs> wheel. Wheel. You should whistle when you say that. Wheel freaking told me to get a wheel. <laughs> So, you know, I, I'd love to hear these these uh, suggestions as well, because I, too, would like to play some driving games, and I don't have a wheel controller for, um, well, really for anything. <laughs> so I would love to know, well, what would people suggest um, you hook up to? I have played with a friend's main cabinet that uses a wheel controller, and how she put her cabinet together was she had a spinner, and the spinner... 
um, can be replaced by a. It's got like a, a a steering wheel that clamps over it, kind of. So the spinner, it's actually wired up as a spinner and then just used as a a driving controller. I found though it had no because it's because it is a spinner. It just it's free turning. Very much like the old, uh, like Atari arcades from the seventies, but it was a little too free turning for me. I want a little bit of maybe not force feedback, but a little bit of resistance on a driving game controller would be better for me, I think. But I don't have anything, so I can't really be that picky. So if you want to hear us talk about pole position or or outrun or anything like that, we need suggestions on how to play it. Well, we can talk about it anyway, but our scores will be like, "What'd you get? I got twelve. <laughs> What'd you get? I got seven. <laughs> I remember this game. I didn't play it, but I remember it." <laughs> Yeah, I still play driving games anyway, but I find I'm just playing them with the regular controller. I play them with keyboard, that kind of stuff. And it is, I, I, I would love to uh, get some sort of driving controller to use with MAME. So I'd be really interested to hear what other people are using or what they would suggest. You know what else I'm interested in, Mike? What else, Karen? I'm interested in space and the invaders there, too. I hear there's a movie out. There is. The Space Invaders movie. Uh, it's a documentary that came out. I guess this movie's been in production now for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's finally available for you to watch if you want. Uh, it is on... Right now, you can only get it on Amazon Instant. Hmm. Not available in Canada. He said poutingly. Oh, I guess I'll have to steal it. <laughs> well, interesting that you should mention that. I was going to steal it. <laughs> okay. And, and <laughs> Let's steal it together. <laughs> there's a... I think it's on Pirate the, on the Pirate Bay, and there's mm-hmm. a message from the filmmaker saying, please buy this, don't steal it. And I felt bad, so I went and bought it. W- where did you buy it from? Amazon Instant. Yeah, but I can't. Well, that's just too bad, Carrington. I'm very interested in this. So the actual the actual name, the full name for people who are interested is um, The Space Invaders, colon. Movies with a colon are funny. <laughs> space Invaders, <laughs> colon. In Search of Lost Time and... Oh, no, just In Search of Lost Time. There's no space. Uh, I am very keen to watch this, and I think I'd rather throw the filmmakers some bucks. So I'm going to hold off actually stealing it. Hear that, filmmakers? I'm going to give you a few months. But... I'll only wait so long. <laughs> it's interesting. If you read the message, he says, if you're going to steal it, at least go to my webpage and donate to me. There's a PayPal. Oh, thing, see, so. now, I'm, I'm cool with that. I wish more people would sell it that way. Just let me download it myself and I'll throw you some bucks. Right. So if you want to steal it, go ahead. Just go visit his page and give him the amount of the movie or whatever you think it's Excellent. Worth. This yeah. movie is now available in Canada. I will take it that way. <laughs> Here in the States, if you're going to get it on Amazon Instant, I would suggest uh, buying it for, for, I think it's nine bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't rent it because if you rent it, you have to watch it through Amazon's video player and that thing sucks. It's right. I hear, I hear only bad things about yes. that. And the rental is for seven days and it's four bucks or you can pay nine bucks and have it forever. So. Oh, so yeah, I, I frequently do that when I'm, when I'm purchasing digital things like through iTunes or whatever, I'll look at it and go, well, it's $2 more to own it. So, okay. Take $2 more and now I can watch it whenever I want. Yeah. And it's totally worth it too. So nice. So, okay. So I haven't seen it. So you have, so what kind of topics does it cover? This is focuses on, okay. You remember King of Kong was a story about told a story, a specific story um, that wasn't necessarily true, but had some, it was very interesting and fun. There was another movie that came out around the same time called Chasing Ghosts. Mm-hmm. And this was more of a documentary. It I really dug that. I like Chasing Ghosts yeah, a lot. Yeah, and it wasn't as gripping because there's no plot, really. It's just you know, they're interviewing the best eh, game players really in the world. Still great stuff. Yeah, this is, yeah, this really movie good. is a lot more like that. Except okay, cool. Instead of focusing on the high score guys, they're focusing on, on people who grew up in the playing these games in the arcades and are now collecting them, and they have home arcades. 
and what that's like. See, I'm I'm more interested in that. The guys who those few handful of people who are like super players who make all the high scores, you know, that's all cool. But I'd far rather watch a movie about like cool collections and people's home arcades and like regular players and vintage vintage arcades and that kind of stuff like this topic appeals to me much more than things like chasing ghosts even though i really did enjoy that yeah so then this you'll enjoy this movie a lot more than than that one they sort of break it up into this time and space thing and the, the first portion of the movie is about time which is where they talk about the time spent collecting these things and 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 their memories and anything related to these games and how they the fit into these people's timelines and then then it switches over to space and it talks about okay well how do i where do i store 80 arcade games right (laughs) you know that kind of thing Um, i struggle with where do i store my two (laughs) so and and they and that's when you sort of get a look at these people have set up they're called home arcades i guess uh they're basically private collections that have been set up as as arcades that if you know about them, and I guess if you know the people, you can go visit and play games like in a, in a real arcade. So I don't really need to have an arcade. I just need to be friends with nearby people who have them. There you go. And, and in fact, there are, I found out that there are three people here in my area that have these things. Mike wants new friends. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, yes. I wonder if there's anybody here in Toronto that has a home arcade, wants to hang out. I'll let you play my fixed feelings. <laughs> let me come over to yours. Come on, let's be friends. I totally need more friends. Come on, call me. So, okay. So this movie. So uh, we'll have a link in the show notes. I'll put a link into the trailer, say, on Vimeo, because then everybody in the world can can view that. And then from that, it seems you can link out to uh, find it online or get it on Amazon and that kind of stuff. So I'll, I'll make sure I link to both. Yep. Totally worth it. Five stars. Cool. Cool. Excellent. Excellent. I am quite looking forward to pirating and then suddenly not pirating by giving money to watch that. I will watch it this weekend. So what else has made the news? Oh, gender bending. <laughs> we talked about this before. The And I love, love, love this story. That, you know, best dad ever who made the Pauline version of Donkey Kong. So his daughter could play as Pauline. She wants to play a female character. Love this story. So I guess it has, as you say, made the leap into the arcades, it seems. Yeah, so it started out... Uh, originally as a as a hack for the NES version of Donkey Kong, and, and someone translated it into the arcade ROMs so that you could get the code, burn your own ROMs, stick it in your board, and play it that way. Well, now, uh, the the one up here in Denver, um, one up slash Twin Galaxies, they're all kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. They now have an actual cabinet with this ROM installed that you can go play if you want to. That's so sweet. Nice. I, I hear that other arcades are doing this as well. If you want to do this yourself, now and you, you do. can. There is a company that uh, called ThisOldGame.com. It's an arcade parts supplier. They are now producing Pauline cabinet artwork, so you can put this over your Donkey Kong cabinet and make it look like Pauline. That's fantastic. Okay, so those are going in the show notes too, dear listeners. So we will have a link over to the Donkey Kong blog at uh, Donkey Kong blog blogspot.com which has a, an article about the uh, gender bending donkey kong hack <laughs> making the leap to the arcade just like that title and um uh, i'll make sure we have a link to the this old game.com site too i'll link right to the pauline cabinet artwork so you can pick it up it's 99 dollars, so you can turn your donkey kong into a pauline yep that's pretty sweet and for the most part like i'm usually not in favor of messing around with classic arcade 
cabinets. Like if something's a, a collectible cabinet, ripping it apart and turning into MAME, I know if you own it, man, you should be able to do whatever you want. But part of me kind of cringes. And this is part of me. And I'm a guy who owns a Fix It Felix Jr., which is essentially a ripped open Donkey Kong. But it was done by Disney, not by me. So, you know, hey, not my fault. Um, but in this case, like Donkey Kong isn't exactly the most rare cabinet out there and stuff. And you, it's just cabinet art you could always put it back um if you had, so i'm i'm actually in favor of this i think it's pretty mostly just because i think the whole the whole idea of the dad making the polyune version is just so awesome so i say i say yay so speaking of the is this gonna be the one-up there's gonna be a kong off three wild card well okay so the kong off is this contest that's been started by twin galaxies the Kong Off 2 was here at the 1-Up last year. I think the first one was 2. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they've announced that Kong Off 3 is going to happen uh, in November here as well. And there are so the, the 12 best Donkey Kong players in the world. So you, me, and 10 others. That's right, yes. Obviously. There may even be two of me. So maybe you, me, me, and nine others. I'm happy with that, too. <laughs> so that's going to happen in November. And you... Um, you and I, as average Joe Donkey and Kong other players, me. who suck. <laughs> oh, you, you've ruined my delusion. We, you, can, you and I can go down there and watch and take part in the activities and have a great time. But if you want to compete, the way that's done is you have to knock out one of the top 12. You have to beat their score and take okay. their place. Right. The way to do that is you have to join this wildcard division club thing, whatever you want to call it. And they're going to be holding qualification tournaments. So it's okay. This, so it's kind of like getting into the Masters or whatever, like a golf thing. He says, knowing nothing about golf. They're having like three rounds, and and we'll have a link to the rules. It's very convoluted. Convoluted. You mean I, sorry? You mean convoluted? Oh yeah, I oh. went there. Oh, thank you, listeners. Thank you. Oh yes, thank you. Thank you for not turning off. I mean. <laughs> So, so you can sign up over at TwinGalaxies.com is what you're saying? Well, it's it's actually at the the Donkey Kong blog, the the one that that also um, has the uh, the information about the gender bending Donkey Kong hack. Oh, sure, right, okay, cool. They're the ones who are organizing the the wildcard qualification tournaments. Got it. Okay, yeah. so I will make sure we have a link to that as well as to the uh, Twin Galaxies article about the Kong Off Three wildcard qualification tournament. So what else have we got to talk about? Well, we were going to get to the game, but there's more news. More. Yes. I like it. This is exciting. Hit me with your more news. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to say thank you to Rob Luther from the Retro Junkies podcast. Uh, they listen to some of our shows. They like us. He sent, sent us a very nice email uh, on Facebook, and they mentioned us, and we've got some likes and things like that from them. Thank you, guys. I've listened to a few of your shows. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's totally awesome. They've got uh, eight episodes uh zombies and our neighbors i think was their most recent one uh, yeah which is and then uh i think they've got a ninth one coming out soon they had that special announcement thing and then yeah landon apparently he's the other co-host he's having a kid Mm -hmm. i mean i guess he's just too wimpy to to do the number nine (laughs) i mean if it were me i would be in the delivery room with my microphone obviously podcasting with carrington but no clearly we're just you know more professional than other podcasters obviously dedicated if only i had pants (sighs) All right, so uh, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Lyndon. Check out mm-hmm. the Retro Junkies podcast. It's good. We like yeah, it. it is totally good. Yes, I, I do recommend it as well. That's totally awesome. Yeah, and we'll make sure we have a link to that also in the uh, in the show notes. That's an easy one to get to, though. It's just retro-junkies at podomatic.com is where I know about it from. So I'll make sure we link to that in our show notes. 
So talk to me. So we were talking a while ago about um, how in these movies, like the, the Space Vader movie, stuff like that, I'm more interested in, you know, the general schmo and his collection and arcade collecting in general and modern arcades and home arcades and that kind of stuff. More interested in that than high scores. But that said, there are some interesting new high scores out. Like uh, Timber, I guess, has a new high score, right? And everybody's making the jokes about how the new high score or the old high record has fallen. The obvious joke? Yes. I didn't make that joke. That's not me. That's everywhere on the internet right now. Joshua Lombe of Brooklyn, New York, set a new high score in the Bally Midway game Timber. Previous world record was 6,013,515. Now, was that my record? I think, I think that might have been me. I'm pretty sure that was me. <laughs> Don DeWilius. Oh, I used to go by that name. Oh, okay. It was my high that school was set nickname. in May of 2011. Mm, I remember it well. <laughs> uh, he blew this away. The current high score is now 9,767,550 points. Now, this is a game we have not talked about, but I'm sure that we will. Yes, we will yes. get to it. Yes, definitely. His uh, record-breaking game took 15 hours and 38 minutes. Crazy, man. I still can't get my head around people playing games for that long. Like, even if I could, I don't know if I could. <laughs> like, even, like, that's just so long to play one straight game. So you're, you're more in, in the, the line of thought of, of playing to get the highest score as fast as possible? Is that right? Yes. Is that a thing people do? He said segueing. Why, it is following <laughs> oh, the segue. My goodness. We're so smooth. <laughs> SMU. <laughs> David Race of Dayton, Ohio, uh, set the new Pac-Man perfect fastest time record. Boy, that's a mouthful. Crazy that, okay, so it's not good enough to get a perfect game. No, you got to do a perfect game quicker than other people. People are just on a totally different level than I am, man. Well, you can't beat the high score anymore on Pac-Man because it's 3,333,360 and always will be. So now it's how fast can you get there? Mm -hmm. David first set this record in January of 2012 at three hours, 33 minutes and one second. And in May, he broke it. It is now three hours, 28 minutes and 49 seconds. See, at least that's three and a half hours. Like that's a long time, but not a crazy, I can't imagine it long time playing a game. The way he set this record was through his patterns. I guess he uses a, a modified pattern of the popular one that was set by, that was first demonstrated by Don Hodges. Race's pattern is called the F4, and he can use this pattern to clear a board, a 10 board run. He can average 40 seconds a board. Wow, that's so fast. That's so fast. Yeah, super fast, which beats Don Hodges' pattern by 1.6 seconds per board. Man, that's just crazy. Like, we're dealing with, like, I, F4 is like more Formula One, just bonker, bonkers that people are able to clear boards that quickly. I can, I can barely clear them at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> the idea of doing it in 40 seconds is just insane. Ah, so insane. Anyway, yeah. I, I, that, you know what? I like that. That was a big, good chunk of news, I say. I wonder, I wonder if everybody else enjoyed it. Listeners, did you enjoy the good chunk of news? You should let us know. Do you want more big chunks of news or do you want just game talk? Should we move the big chunks of news into another podcast called the Arcade Big Chunks of News podcast? <laughs> big chunks of news. I hope it's big chunks o news because everybody likes an apostrophe in the middle of a word. Of I love. I like like o'clock and stuff. I like big chunks o news. <laughs> Excellent. So um, I guess the only other thing that we didn't mention, which is on a previous game, we had recently talked about Spectar or Spectre, um, and we didn't get a lot to talk about it. Yeah, this is, um, for all the requests that we got, mm -hmm. 
Like, it was the most requested game ever, right? Like, for us so far? Yeah, we had, like, 30-plus requests for this, right. and, like, the next game on the list is 10 or less. Uh, all the Facebook posts that we got about this are, are along the lines of, I've never heard of this game before. I'll yeah. check it out. Crazy. And you should check it out. Like, it's definitely worth playing. Oh, yeah. um, but great. I honestly thought we would get more people. I guess maybe, you know, we said it all. That was it. We covered it so well. You don't actually need to play the game. Our coverage is so good. <laughs> you just close your eyes and listen to my dulcet And you will tones. experience the game. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, not, not a ton of feedback on that one. Um, but just sort of, sort of general feedback. We got some nice emails and stuff like that. So it's still, it's still awesome when people write in. I love, I love that we have such a, such a responsive audience that way that we get, you know, feedback on Twitter and Facebook and, and email and that kind of stuff. It just, it's, it's so fantastic when people just touch base, just to say, not even talk about the show necessarily. Just, I love it when people just write in and say, Hey, I was, you guys talked about this game a few while ago and I was just playing it and here's my high score. Well, like, I'm just interested in that kind of stuff. Like, so I love it when people write in, it's, it's cool. Did anyone write in with any guesses for this week's game? Nope. As far as I know, not a single. I had a few people write in with with guesses, but I don't think anybody got it right that I saw. I think this is our first everybody batted zero. But we didn't get a lot of guesses either. But everyone was wrong. Everybody was wrong. Hear that? You, listener, you were wrong. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that, that we didn't get a lot of guesses. I think this is I think this is a fairly obscure game. I couldn't find a whole lot was kind of obscure, but not like super obscure. Like we've talked about more obscure games and people were oh, yeah. able to guess those. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, this is a Sega one that seems to have uh, fallen through the audio cracks of our listeners. That's right. And that Sega game that we're talking about is Flicky. Flicky, you say? Is that a game from 1984 by Sega? Why, yes, it is, Carrington. <laughs> I thought it might be a game from 1984 by Tell Sega. Tell me what I've won. <laughs> you won Flicky. Uh, um, Flicky is pretty awesome. And, but my first thought, I fired up Flicky, started playing it, because this game was new to me. And my first thought was, it's mappy with a bird. Now, it's not mappy with a bird, but it kind of first looks and at the and ha is very reminiscent of mappy, but just with a bird. You're playing a bird in this, a bird named Flippy. Flicky. Originally named Flippy. Although maybe originally named... Busty. This is a game, we'll talk about gameplay in a second. The first bit of, of uh, interesting trivia I found out about this game was that it was designed by uh, an animation designer named Yoshiki Kawasaki. Yoshiki also did character designs for a few other Sega games like um, Spatter and Regulus and has gone on to do 3D, 3D design, that kind of stuff. But at this point, Yoshiki was a long time customer service rep at Sega. So this was a person who was just manning the customer service lines and then got tapped to to do the art for this this bird. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. So in this game, you play Flicky, a flightless bird who has to save the chirps or the pio pios. Yeah, so what's with that name? Pio pio, like an onomatopoeia sort of thing? Well, it's a Japanese word, I'm sure. Yeah, so I, I was wondering if that just means it's sort of like saying chirp chirp or something, but in so, Japanese, yeah, they're, they're little birds and they make the chirp sound when you collect them. They're, I, I, I'm assuming that they're they're your little ducklings and you have to save them from the cats that wander around the maze. The weird thing is the cats aren't interested in your ducklings; they just nope. want you. 
Exactly. The ducklings are totally fine and totally safe. And if you weren't there, there would be no problem. But you have to gather up your ducklings who, once you touch them, they sort of get in line behind you. And, and as you pick up various ducklings, your chain of, of little little chicks gets, gets longer behind you. And the goal is to lead your chicks to the exit door. You can either take them one or two or three at a time, but the big points come if you can get the long line. You try to grab them all up and then lead the whole chain to the door because you get more points uh, and they scale upward for the more chicks you're leading at once and you have to clear get all the chicks lead them all to the door and then you move on to the the next level and there's something like 48 levels or something um not that i got that far you can also get points uh with the time bonus in this game mm-hmm. yeah fast is is better your, your goal is to be as quick as possible under i think 19 seconds or less is when you get the biggest bonus yeah it's 20,000 points you gotta move to get that yeah and then and then it drops dramatically, and, and once you reach one minute, you don't get any bonus at all. I am quite aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, usually, I would be I would get in the 30 seconds range, which normally gets you 5,000. Uh, 5, so my bonuses were typically 5,000. Occasionally, I'd be you know 29 seconds or under, and I would get 10,000. But man, I do not clear these boards in under 90 seconds. But I would frequently get all eight chicks. There's eight chicks on a board, and so you get like 100 if you have one chick that you lead out. But the second chick at the time gives you 200, and the eight going up to the eighth chick, you get 5,000. So I think it adds up to, what does it work out to be? I think you get... 7,000 or something like that, or 8 or 9,000 in total if you get all the chicks at once because you'll get 5,000 for the 8th one and, and 2,000 for the 7th one. So the whole goal is to get that long line of chicks. That's been my goal. Can I get that <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes I say things and they strike me as funny. <laughs> so, um, and... <laughs> the the you get extra lives too so in this it seems when you hit certain scores you get extra lives but i found i was starting with just two lives how many lives were you starting with two yeah because i found that a a strangely low number well i think there are different versions of the rom Mm -hmm. i read that there's four in total right there's two that are labeled as 128k and two that are labeled 64k Okay, yeah, because I think there were two for system, for the System 2 hardware right. and two original boards, but I couldn't really get any definitive info on the difference between the four different versions of boards. I wonder if it's just like the point at which you get extra man or like sort of dip switch setting type things. Well, I heard the earlier ones are harder. Okay, that must have been the one I was using then, definitely. <laughs> so we haven't talked about the uh, so the the maze on this is very mappy like it's like you're running through a little house kind of because there's windows in the background and there's platforms and you're jumping between the platforms and uh it's the controls are fairly simple you got one four-way controller and no. one is it an eight-way it's a two-way controller. it's a two oh yeah i guess it's just left and right yeah sorry i'm thinking of it as a four-way but you're only moving left and right and then you've got uh one button and that's the thing is because but you got two things you can do but you only have one button to control them. So part of it is you jump, hit the button, you're going to jump. That's how you move between the levels. And the jumping I found wasn't, man, like this is not a, a precise control kind of game. I had to really think ahead. The jumps weren't going the way I thought they would. So it took me a while to get into the groove. But then also scattered amongst the 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 levels, and we should talk a bit, bit about how the level is not as big as it kind of looks. Um, there's all the chicks. So you can pick up the eight chicks. But also there will be little things, flower pots and, and hammers and, and, and stuff like that. And Tabasco sauce. Yes, you pick those up. You can only have one at a time. And whenever you jump, you also throw that if you've got one of those. So, and that's how you can knock out the cat. So you, 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 when you knock out a cat, you get uh, 200 points. And if you get a second cat on the same throw, you get 400 points for that second cat. 
that. So that's something to go for. Um, but it's kind of weird. Like you've got those and I would kind of use that, but I was sort of ignoring that part and just going for the chicks and trying to avoid the cats for the most part. Maybe that is why my score wasn't great. <laughs> oh, and you get diamonds. Sometimes you're not going to cat, you get a diamond. I have no idea why you get a diamond sometimes. You hit a cat, it spins, it leaves behind a diamond, you get 3,000 points for that, and it seems completely random to me. I could never figure out the mechanic behind that. Yeah, the, the scores and the appearance of the diamond seem to be random, anywhere from like 400 points up to 5,000. Oh, really? Okay, I thought it was, I think I only got, I thought it was always 3,000. Hmm. Maybe it was always 3,000 for me because I was so awesome. <laughs> That's right, yes. <laughs> I just awarded you the extra points. What is it with What is it with these Japanese arcade game developers that they hate cats so much? <laughs> I know, man. You got cats Mappy. Just... Mappy's killing the cats. Or or are you a cat that's running from... No, you are... That's right, you're a big MP, mouse running from small cats. Mouse micro-police. <laughs> Mappy as micro-police. You got this game with cats chasing and trying to eat you. You've got mouse trap where you're trying to avoid cats. Very mm-hmm. strange. Yep. The the art in this is adorable. Oh, yes. I love this little bird, man. This this Flicky bird is just uh, it's so adorable. Well, I mean, well, Flicky has made, um, in a bunch of Sega games, especially it seems in Sonic, Flicky has made cameo appearances. But didn't become like an ongoing series of games. Like this didn't become a Mario. But this is a cute enough character that I'm kind of surprised that this intellectual property didn't get used more. Well, this to me felt sort of like like when I first fired this game up and I saw the blue duck and sort of that arc that he makes when he jumps. Mm-hmm. It, to me, it was very reminiscent of Sonic the Hedgehog itself, the coloring and the way and the, Absolutely, the, the yeah. movement of the characters, all that. And it turns out that these the, a lot of the development team of Flicky went on to be part of the Sonic development team. Okay, because so, it does have that same, and which was kind of messing me up because the jumping is a unique sort of thing in this, though the 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 feel of the jumping mechanic. Was, was I was like, oh, okay. Now, and you kind of don't come to a complete stop. You sort of skid a bit. And so it's like everything's a little slippy. And I, and I liked it. Like, I, I, I find that it's a really fun gameplay mechanic. And it's colorful and it's bright. And I, and it's just, it's adorable. Like, the cats are cute. The bird is absolutely adorable. I like the little chicks. I just, yeah, it's great. Well, Flicky movement, the, the, the irregularity of the of Flicky's movement, I just, I just ascribe to the game cheating. Right, okay. Because every time it moved the way I didn't want it to, I would get killed and eaten. So obviously the right. game was cheating because I'm in this game. No other excuse than that. <laughs> well, I, part of it is uh, as well. Okay, so we we talked a little bit about the map. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas in, in Mappy, you have a static. Well, it's not a static map, but it scrolls to the left and stops, and it scrolls to the right and stops. Right. So and the map it. in Mappy is larger than the screen, but your screen is just going to move around. On it, like it's got boundaries in a right. sense. Yeah, this game actually wraps around, mm-hmm. and it's not as big. It took me a while to realize. Well, hold on, you really only have like one screen size, and but when the screen moves, your character always stays in the center. But you can see basically the whole the whole map at once. You're just going to move around. You can go off to the left and and in the right. So it's not. It it makes it feel like a much bigger map than it is because you scroll around. But the reality is, it's, it's not really that large. Right, and that that actually worked against me a lot because those cats know that. Yeah, and will come the quick way to you, and so yeah, they're always closer to you than they think you think they are. I died a lot early on because I forgot that if the cat's going off that side, he's going to appear almost immediately on the other side of the screen, even though it seems to be scrolling away from him. Mm-hmm. That's um, awesome, though. It's well, such it, a fun game. 
Yeah, I, I love this game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This this game was new for me, um, but immediately has gone into high rotation. I'm gonna just like like Mappy, which wasn't new. Uh, this is just such a fun pick up and play game. The, the games, well, for me anyway, don't last that long. <laughs> but you can just it's 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 an arcade game. You know, it's a game that you sit down. It's fast action. Get your heart blowing. You, you want to rage quit after a couple of bad turns. <laughs> but it's it's. Fun. I, I like the motion. I like the scoring mechanic. I like the trying to get the whole line of chicks and stuff like that. And it's, it's fast paced and it's adorable, but it, it's a fun pick up and play game. And you always just think, okay, just one more, just one more. And yeah, this, this is a really good game. Highly like this game. Now, see, I, I sort of actually consider this game a horror game. A horror game? Yeah, it's very, very gruesome. <laughs> Why? Is well, because that? you have the you have the the bonus levels, you know, kind of like in. Oh, in, we haven't talked about those. The bonus levels are fantastic. Oh my, these are the best bonus levels I've seen in a game in a while, man. These are hilarious. So every few levels, you know, just like in Galaga and a lot of these other games, you have a bonus screen where you don't have to run from the cats. All you have to do is score as many points as possible, and if you get perfect score you get an extra ten thousand bonus now, i laughed out loud at the the first time i saw what the bonus level was i was like you gotta be kidding me <laughs> yeah like, oh so funny well tell me all about it Karen. <laughs> so basically you switch to this bonus level i think it's every four levels or something mm-hmm. and then along the bottom you've got these cats these nyan nyan cats um and the the lines of chicks come at them, and the cats are sitting on teeter totters, and they jump and bounce the bounce the um, little chicks into the air in an arc, and you have to run around with a net to try to catch them all. <laughs> it's just it's absolutely hilarious. I'm like, what are they, what are they doing? What are they, oh goodness, that's what they're doing. <laughs> like it's just yeah, it's very very funny. I liked it. Made me laugh. Yeah, and if you miss them, they just fall off the screen, presumably to a bloody death somewhere. <laughs> yes, but they don't really splat or anything. You just sort of well, miss no, them. But... No, because they, they don't show the blood, but it's there. I mean, I don't know what happens if you miss them because I never did. Oh, listen to you. <laughs> Whatever. I, <laughs> I could almost always get, like, on, on the first bonus screen, because the, the the way it works is they sort of come down and... Yeah, it's like a little parabola they do. So it's pretty easy to on that first one to guess where they're going to go to. Yeah, and, and I found that the, the best way to do it was to jump and you're jumping up as they're coming down. Yeah, and you just grab the whole line of them. Right. Yeah, it's, it's My awesome. problem was that I would always miscalculate at least one jump and miss at least one of those birds. Mm-hmm. The next set is they come, they go up in the parabola, and then they sort of fall down in a line. And, and that's as far as I got. I never got to the third. Oh, okay. One. And then, but, and that I could get every time. So, uh, but back to the gore for just a minute. It's funny when the cats catch you. <laughs> There's this weird little animation where the bird and the cat sort of turn around. It's almost like the cat's eating you. It's kind of weird, yes. Yeah, and there's just no blood. Like, if there were just a couple of red blood pixels in there, it'd be horrifying. See, I didn't get any of this horror element at all. This is all in your head, dude. To me, it's, like, colorful, cartoony. It's Tom and Jerry horror it's at most. terrifying. It's a nightmare. Throwing throwing flower pots at the cats and they just spin around. And <laughs> it's great. And then I like that in the background as well to sort of break things up. There's little... It's sort of like just graphics on the wall. Like, there'll be a... a like a little choo-choo train, that kind of stuff, just on the wall. I kept thinking, do I interact with that or whatever? But it's just sort of just graffiti and these little windows. And supposedly, every once in a while, there'll be a window that will open up and it'll show a person if you're doing really well. And then that increases your your bonus. But I never, no windows ever opened for me. I never saw that. Yeah. No, what I did see was if you stand around too long and don't do anything... That same window will open up and this large dragon pops its head out. And that shoots, I and did see. Shoots a fireball at you. <laughs> yep. I was <laughs> like, oh, okay. So you're not supposed to spend too much time on this. Got it. 
So this game took me a little while to to kind of figure out that the cats move pretty predictably. The AI here is not very smart. They basically move in a horizontal direction across the screen. And if you're down below them, they'll move down the platforms. And if you're above them, they'll make their way back up the platforms. But they only come after you if you get near them. And so it's sort of this rhythm. And once you figure out the rhythm, you figure out, oh, this is each level does have a pattern and you can you can be like for me I, once i figured it out like for level 1 easy level but i got down to 12 seconds on that wow, one wow nice yeah. see i too was spotting that pat i saw how they were moving and it is predictable but i couldn't take advantage i was like oh look they're moving this way and i'm dead anyway <laughs> like it just it's still i never quite clicked with this game for some reason well i what happened for me is and this happened constantly is once they once the cats disrupt your pattern if they break your little chain of chirps or whatever it can be very difficult to get out of that it's sort of like a a rundown in in professional baseball you know where you're kind of like trapped between second or first and second base and it's just a matter of time before the cats get you because you can't jump anymore right right yes which is very frustrating and i swore over and over again that i was never going to play this game again (laughs) after i never got to that point i just yeah just loved it the whole time so, um, and then in addition to, I think in later levels, the cats sort of speed up a little bit and, and this iguana shows up on level 10. Okay. And the iguana moves really quickly and seems to be better at tracking you because it'll move across. It can, it can climb uh, on the ceilings and, and vertically and stuff where the cats just bounce like you do. And so it would just track you and then drop on you and you're dead. Nice. I never, I never saw that. I never got that far. Yeah, that shows up at about level 10 and, and that mm. makes it a lot more difficult. Um, because that doesn't seem to be as pattern oriented. So what kind of, I think I read that this runs on just uh, Z80 hardware, but I couldn't find a lot of info. What's a Z80? Uh, uh, Z80 when it was in America. <laughs> but I couldn't find a ton of info about so the hardware that ran other than there were like then a later version on system two, but like that's all I got. Did you find anything about like the guts of this thing? Well, what I found was the 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 information that shows up in the the, the history file and Mame GUI and things like that. Oh, I always forget to look in that. Yeah, and what they have listed for the the System One version, the sixty four K version of the ROM, is it's, there's a main CPU, the Z eighty at four megahertz. Uh, there's a sound CPU that's the same chip, and then there are there's an SN seventy six four ninety six at four megahertz, and another one at two megahertz. And it looks like actually the same hardware specs for the 128K System 2 version. Yeah, which kind of figures. They're not going to change the game much. It would just be on System 2. Speaking of the uh, sound, though, I think that was the only thing that I don't think is great about the game. There's only the three tunes, and they just repeat. And it's not bad music, but I didn't think it was great music. Get off my podcast. (laughs) What, you liked it? I did. I thought it was great. It's, (sighs) it's, It's very, very repetitive, but for me, at least, it was catchy. Yeah, I liked it, but eventually I stuck headphones on. Eventually I was like, I will have other music. I mean, it wasn't awful. We've definitely played games that have, have worse music, mm-hmm. but I didn't think it was... I thought it was kind of repetitive. It was right on the edge of me going, ah, I think I've had enough of this. It was cute enough for me that I could stand it. It wasn't like horrible stuff that repeated over and over. It was, it right. was plinky and lighthearted and upbeat. So. so everything I read online as well said that this was developed by Sega and published by Sega. Sega, 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 it's all Sega. But it was definitely put out by Bally Midway, in, at least in America, because I found tons of, of versions of the cabinet where Bally Midway, I found lots of flyers and promotions for the Bally Midway version. So they definitely were a publisher as well, but nobody seems to want to talk about that. Well, I wonder if this game wasn't a lot more popular in Japan. 
Maybe. Than it was here in the United States because if you look at all the systems that it was ported over to, uh, they're all Japanese systems. Uh, it, it, it appeared on the, the SG-1000, the Mega Drive. Oh, right. That's, that's the thing that became eventually the master system, right? Like there was the SG-1000 and the 3000 and the 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 Mark III version or whatever, which essentially what just was the master system. Wow, I haven't, I haven't thought of those things in forever because they were only in, what was that, just Japan, Australia, New Zealand, I think. Like that didn't really get released. Yeah, I don't, I'm looking at the other machines that they ported it to, the, the FM7, the MSX, the PC8801, the Sharp mm. X1. None of these... Yeah, so this is not really a North States. America thing. Yeah. Maybe that's why not a lot of people were able... For Our, our audience seems to be mostly centered around um, Europe and North America for our listeners at the moment when I look at the, like, so the, the pins on the map. So maybe that's why we didn't have as many people guessing what it was. Yep. I wonder if this is, if I had to guess, I'd say that Valley Midway licensed this from Sega just like they licensed Pac-Man. Right. Um, and from Namco and, and just produced them here in the States. Yeah, because on the, Valley Midway seems to have put out um, a very generic cabinet for this. And I could only find the Valley Midway cabinet um, for sale and photos online. So I don't even know what the cabinet in Japan was like and, and what the differences would be. But the Valley Midway one is pretty generic. It's just a black cabinet, has a nice flicky marquee. So it's got flicky and it's nice bright and red. But everything else about the cabinet is completely generic. It's just got that stripey Bally Midway art. It's got that Bally Midway half height art on the sides. And that's it. It was part of something called the Bally Midway six pack. So there were six games they promoted that were easy to convert between the games. So you could pick up, say, flicky. And for a very low price, you could grab up to five other games that you would be able to do a relatively easy hardware swap inside them so it was promoted as part of the Bally Midway six pack but the cabinet itself not particularly rare um, not really like they it seems to come up for sale fairly frequently um, very very generic looking and yet goes for crazy money for some reason like it usually goes for the at least 500 for a junked version and seven eight hundred you know thousand dollars to get one in very good shape which I don't understand why. Like, it's really a generic cabinet. Um, I, I just, I guess people who like it really like it, um, though it doesn't seem to be really that rare. So I couldn't really get my head around why the heck the, especially the Bally Midway one, I can see maybe if the Japanese one is a nicer cabinet or something, but I don't know why this cabinet goes for as much as it does. So if you want to pick up one of these things, you got to either get lucky or prepare to, to write a big check. Well, I'm seeing here that uh, in 1984, Activision released a Pitfall 2 conversion kit for this cabinet. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how many of these flicky cabinets got converted to Pitfall 2. Because as I recall, Pitfall was a pretty popular arcade game. Right. And maybe maybe a lot of them ended up as Pitfall games. And that's the thing when you're looking at collecting cabinets is what is the the provenance of these things. So was it an original? Because this did come out as an original. You could get like the Bally Midway cabinet as a flicky cabinet, even though it was fairly generic. I would presume that that would be more collectible than, than a conversion. This only came in the one version too, as far as I can see in Japan and here, it was only a standard size upright cabinet. There's no cabaret, there's no cocktail, just the one thing. So I that seems to tell me it didn't do spectacularly well. Like if you think about it, the, the hardware specs... And, and the controller and stuff for a 1984 game aren't really that spectacular. But it's still a great game. Like, I like this game a lot. But maybe that's why it didn't take off and huge. Or maybe it's just because it, the intellectual property didn't lead to a, a long line of game. It just didn't become a Mario thing. So, I don't hmm. know. 
Interesting. Well, yeah. there's, there's a guy out there named uh, Matt Sefton who's really, really, really into this game. Really, really? Yes, and he has a Tumblr, flicky1984.tumblr.com. Cool. Where he nice. goes he goes in, in depth about this game, and he also has... Uh, oh, nice. Yes, he does. That's a good site. Look, he's all about Flicky. Holy cow. And in fact, if you want a, a really good look at the inside of one of these cabinets, he has a Flicker. A Flicky Flicker? A Flicky Flicker. Where he takes apart his flicker, his, his flicky <laughs> cabinet and photographs it in high resolution. I like this guy. You want, he, he will be in our show notes and I'm going to make him the first link. So it's flicky1984.tumblr.com. And that's a great, boy, if you were interested in this site, don't even listen to our podcast. Just go there, man. This guy's got, I mean, this is like the site about it. Nice. Yeah, but this uh, flicky1984 site, uh, which has been, as far as I can tell, recently updated. Yeah, as of a week ago, he's going for. Like try to get his high score. His current score uh, is four million six hundred seventy. Oh no, sorry, four hundred sixty-seven thousand two hundred twenty. So that's how good a dedicated full-time flicky player does. Mike, how did we do? Ha! <laughs> we trash talked on Tumblr, and I lost. Mm. I lost the trash talking. I I put my head up and talked once, and then I went back in my hole. You beat me. Well, see, I shouldn't have given you my my second. <laughs> Set of scores, because then, then I could have like let you gloat for a little bit, and then just smack you down with what I really got. <laughs> so far, our listeners, occasionally Mike and I will will get into a trash talking. So he posted a score, uh, and we try not to do a full screenshot as well, because we're trying to hide what the game is. So a lot of times it's cropped, or we just show the score, or I try to obscure it one way. So Mike shows a, a, a photo of his current score, 100 and something thousand, and then I come back and I post a score that's higher than his, same number of digits, but I have a two where you had a zero, and I'm feeling all good about it. You come back with a photo of a post-it note with just one billion and one written, handwritten on it. See, I was not fooled. I beat you. I beat you. Yeah. But then you post not just another high score. You post like the high score list. All of them are higher than my score. And the funny thing was, so I'm like, okay, going to rise to the challenge. I'm going to show Mike. So I, I fire up Flicky, which is so much fun. Right? So I start playing. And my scores just get worse and worse and worse. <laughs> so I couldn't post anything else because I could never even come close to the first score I posted. So, yeah. So in the end, what I posted on Flickr, uh, sorry, on Twitter, was the best I did. So all I got was 123,020. And then I just got worse and worse from there. It was sad. So I lose this week by a lot. <laughs> How about you? What did you finally? What did you beat me with? What was your highest score well, for the week? If, if you take another look at that that second image, I don't that want I to look at that again. Yeah, you'll see that there's some black space under the last number. That's because that's the bottom half of my high score list. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> Getting up to level sixteen. Oh man, so much farther than me. I got one hundred eighty-two thousand fifty. That is much higher than my score. So I, I, I. I concede this game. You have won the ha! Flicky Crown. Um, but we were both beat by this guy with the Flicky Flicker and the Flicky Tumbler. Yeah, and he was beaten by the current high score holder. Jonathan Long holds the official high, uh, official high score record for this game with 4,548,540 points. That's a lot of points. I can't even imagine, man. This game, this game gets hard enough at the little levels I'm at. And I, I, I read that... 
I think there's 48 or 49 levels. And then once you go through those, it just starts repeating and gets faster. So to get to those high scores, man. But I guess this is a game where you can really optimize your score. I would sometimes get just as far in, but have a quarter of the score of an earlier game. So it's all about speed. So you get that maximum bonus. It's all about getting all the little chirps all in one line to the door. So you get the, it's all about I guess maximizing your bonuses because there's you can leave a lot of points on the table depending on how you play each level. Absolutely that, and I think it's also about sticking to the pattern that you establish. It'll beat the level almost any time. It's it's not as because of these sort of irregular jump patterns and the fact that you can change direction mid jump and things like that. It's not as I guess predictable as say Pac Man, mm-hmm. but you can you can follow the same sort of you know jump to this platform, run across, grab the birds, jump halfway up, turn around, grab the grab the nail and kick it back at the cat, sort of a thing. Yeah, but that kind of thing that takes for me, I wouldn't want to play at that level. I guess like maybe that's me. Ooh, these grapes there are so sour. But I don't. That's not fun gameplay for me. Like I want to come to it fresh and just be like me and my bird and let's go. And I don't want to play a game with patterns. And I get that you can never get like 10 million points on these games if you don't do it that way. But that doesn't sound like a fun way to play. You're just not man enough, Pickerington. I'm all man, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You're just not dedicated. (laughs) This I am not. You quitter. (laughs) I am a big old quitter. And I have the lowest score that we have discussed of everybody in this whole podcast so far. Alas. But still, I don't care if my score sucks. This game is awesome. I loved playing this. This was an excellent, just great recommendation, Mike. Great find. Totally love it. I, I highly recommend. If you like this sort of quasi platforming game like if you like mappy like which i loved mappy mappy's great and mappy's music is better than this music by the way but mappy fantastic game love it love it love it if listener you played games like mappy and thought it was great check out flicky grab the rom play it really really fun game acute adorable great pick up and play game highly recommended yeah i've never played this one either um and had not heard of it I stumbled across it when i was randomly searching for obscure arcade games obviously this was apparently one of them like you, this is going to become, I think, one of my probably top five favorite games, at least for a while. Yeah, it's definitely in my short list. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So we'll see it has long. We'll see if it has longevity. But right now, I would predict that I'm going to be still playing this game as a quick pickup game a year from now and onwards. Like I just immediately added it to my favorites. Love playing it. Yeah. Great game. How quickly you're going to quit our next game, Carrington? <laughs> very, very quickly. But it all depends on what the game sounds like. What sounds like this? So that is the sound of the game. I wonder if anybody will guess it this week. Everybody failed last week. Hear that, listeners? You failed. Rise to the challenge this time, and let's get some guessing. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Absolutely. And thanks for podcasting with me, Mike. Thank you, Carrington. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. You've been listening to No Quarter, the classic arcade podcast. Feedback can be sent to noquarter at monsterfeet.com. And like all Monster Feet podcasts, the original material in this show has been released to the public domain. Oh.